And joining me right now here on the Mark Moses Show to recap Super Bowl 58 last night as the Chiefs get it done again. This guy's a great job with the Brevard Sports Network. He's my great friend, Alan Slaughterzinski. Alan, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Mark, and uh, good to hear from you, champ. First off, what did you think of the game overall? I loved it. I thought it was a phenomenal chess match to watch last night. I thought it was three football games in one. I mean, we, we really got three football games in one game between two great football teams. The first half of this football game flew by. I mean, it's 725 and halftime. 7.30, and here comes halftime, right? Or, mm. you know, three minutes till half. I was like, wow, this game is flying by. Five punts, 13 points. Then we get to the second half, and the final seven possessions were all scores, three touchdowns, four field goals, um, and then the overtime. I just thought it was a phenomenal football game, Mark between two coaching staffs that went back and forth utilizing some of the best chess pieces to play the modern-day game of the NFL. How did the Kansas City Chiefs get it done then? They got it done the way they have gotten it done, Mark, pretty much throughout the last three games, and that is the San Francisco 49ers, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Buffalo Bills – uh, in that second half in the AFC Championship game, you know, the Ravens hold them scoreless, but they can't capitalize. The San Francisco 49ers mark in the first half of that football game, in the first quarter of that football game, Mark, they had run, I think, 17 plays in that first quarter for 125 yards, 10 minutes and 26 seconds of possession time compared to Kansas City that ran seven plays for 16 yards and four minutes, and they couldn't take advantage. It was at that point that you began to see that, you know what, the 49ers on paper, I still say the 49ers, I still say the Ravens, and maybe to a certain extent the Buffalo Bills on paper have better football teams. But the Kansas City Chiefs just find a way to get this done. It's incredible to me how they got this done last night and how they were able to, in that second half, um, how their defense was able to apply pressure to Brock Purdy. You're going to hear throughout the course of the day from a lot of your guests, Mark, that Brock Purdy couldn't handle the blitz last night. Don't buy into it. He was 12 out of 19 for 131 yards and a touchdown. Steve Spagnuolo went after Brock Purdy on 51% of his dropbacks last night, Mark. That is the fourth most under Steve Spagnuolo's tenure in Kansas City. What happened last night was that Kansas City secondary was absolutely phenomenal. Trent McDuffie, Jalen Watson, Mike Edwards, Justin Reed, Ladarius Sneed, those guys covered up Ayuk and, and, and Samuel incredibly last night. They just, those guys just weren't open. And the blitz on the goal, down inside the, the, at the five yard line on third down and four in overtime with the corner coming off one. 
Magnificent call. Magnificent call by Spagnolia. You got to re- – Ayuk's open. He's open. But Purdy just didn't have the time to get him the football. The story's going to be written in this game that Patrick Mahomes won his third Super Bowl uh, MVP. Mahomes is one of the greatest. And all of that is true. Mm. But it was this Kansas City defense, Mark, that won this Super Bowl for the Chiefs. They were fantastic. I'm with you. That defense, the whole postseason, shut everyone down. They really did, and they kept in the game. And and I'm driving home last night. I want to get your take on this, Alan. I'm thinking, this isn't even that great. Like, of this run, this isn't one of the great Kansas City teams. I know that's crazy to say out loud. They have no wide receivers. And my thought process is, they're going to get upgrades at wide receiver and have a better offense next year. That's how just damaging this is to 31 other teams. Do you feel that way? No, I do. And I, well, I think there are some things the Chiefs are going to need to fix. They're going to need to fix their offensive line. The game plan in the second half last night became for Patrick Mahomes to run the football more. I mean, he ended up being the Chiefs' leading rusher last night. You know, I thought that you know, listen, even Travis Kelsey in the first half, one catch, one yard. But in the second half, you know, this guy ends up with eight catches for 90, you know, 92 awesome. yards. So, I mean, it was incredible. It's just, you know, Mark, I mean, it's hard to explain the greatness of guys like Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. And, you know, even when, here's when I knew that the Chiefs, uh, or when the 49ers were really doomed, when you got a kicker who sets a Super Bowl record with a field goal and then gets an extra point block. I mean, think of the difference that that one point made in, in, the, in the coaching and yes. in the strategy and in the game planning moving forward from that point on. That one point, Mark, that blocked extra point. And listen, you know, I mean, again, I cannot Chris Jones last night for Kansas City phenomenal. Chiefs better figure out how to get him signed as well. He's a free agent. You know, I just felt like that as for the genius of Kyle Shanahan and as good as that coaching staff is on San Francisco, what the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo did in the second half of that football game last night was remarkable. It's the second best coaching job, Mark, I've ever seen in a Super Bowl only behind Bill Belichick's 2000 Patriots that stopped the greatest show on turf in that Super Bowl. But when you look back at this game, yes, you're going to remember the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. You know, you know Harrison Butker setting a record as well, kicking field. You're going to remember those things. But but please, I caution people not to forget just how great that defense was. There was a point there where San Francisco scores a touchdown. And there's like, okay, this is it. Like in the second half, and, and everyone's getting hyped. And I think Jones is on the sideline. I know you saw this. And those defensive players are talking like, all right, enough of this. We got to switch. We got to make sure we're under control. And it's funny compared to Travis Kelsey in the first half, where he's losing his mind, yelling at his coach. It's it was a tale of two halves. And I, I'm with you. There was a point there. Once we got to overtime, I'm like, this is an all time great game. I, I don't know yeah. how it happened. But it really, like, I know you're going to agree. Like, it all of a sudden, we're over. Like, this is a great game, Alan, and it turned out to be one. And not only that, but we're three seconds away from another overtime. Oh, I know, dude. Dude, you, you, I was. You, you, 
I was going to say I was at fish lips. I was exhausted by the end. I'm like, am I going to be here till four o'clock in the morning? That's <laughs> what so it felt like, Alan. It was wild. It, it was, it was, uh, and even the strategy and, you know, listen, people out there criticizing Kyle Shanahan today for not deferring. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, listen, it worked. It worked. Kyle Shanahan takes the ball in the, in the, in the overtime, you know, and it worked. I mean, his, he had an 11 play drive, Mark, uh, down the field in overtime. They got to the five yard line. They just couldn't finish the drive. Oh. It, it worked. So, yeah, I mean, I hear what people say in, in that you should have seen what the can. And then, you know, I like Andy Reid's statement where, you know, excuse me, had, uh, had San Francisco scored a touchdown there and then the Chiefs came back with a touchdown. Andy Reid said they were going to go for two points to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Again, you you can't be there all night. We got to end this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just how incredible, you know, you got to think that would be because, I I mean, unreal. But this was a phenomenal Super Bowl. Um, You know, listen, it it wasn't, I wouldn't say the, uh, you know, well, I mean, there were mistakes in this game. Yes. You know, I mean, you had the Pacheco fumble, Mahomes interception. I thought that the 49er offense was sloppy and not productive at times, um, you know, throughout the – and so were the Chiefs. I mean, listen, Mark, the Kansas City Chiefs offense throughout the course of this postseason, especially in the last two games that mattered the most, you know, I don't know if they get away with that in future playoffs. You know, I just don't. But because they have Patrick Mahomes – and because of his greatness and will to just simply not lose a football game, you know, I kept telling everybody this week, like, who are you picking? I'm like, why would you pick anybody else but the Chiefs? I mean, they have Patrick. It's like picking against Brady, right? I mean, why would you do that in a Super Bowl? The play in overtime for me is it's fourth and one. Mahomes needs a first down or the game's over. I'm like, he's going to get this. I just, I just knew. Did you feel that way on fourth and one? Yeah, and I actually agree with Tony Romo for once when he said, you know, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are saying to each other, nobody else is going to touch this football but Patrick Mahomes on fourth and one. Nobody else is going to even come close to touching this football but Mahomes. And, yeah, you knew he was going to get it. You knew what the play was going to be. And the 49ers knew what the play was going to be. And, in fact, Kyle Shanahan got so frustrated in overtime with his defense, he actually took a timeout to take a play call away from his defensive coordinator, which you never see a head coach do that runs the offense. But Kyle Shanahan did that last night. When I was a kid, my dad would always tell me, if if the opposing team is thinking about you all week and game planning for one person, you just put that person in the Hall of Fame. And that's what I think about last night. The, the Niners are so afraid of Patrick Mahomes to give him the ball. And to see, I, I, it's the whole team. The whole team's thinking about 15 for the Chiefs. And he delivered. And I'm sorry, he moves up the ladder, all-timers. How about you, Alan? Well, he still sits behind Brady for me. I'm sorry. I've seen Tom Brady do some, you know. I, I Listen, I get it. The, you know, the Chiefs have now won three of the last five Super Bowls. They, too, are a dynasty and the Chiefs have, you know, listen, I think the thing that gets lost in this 
is they did it differently this time. They did it on the road. They did it as underdogs. This is the third, their third Super Bowl win in the Reed Mahomes era in which all three of these, Mark, all three of these, they have come back from 10 points down. Man. That's pretty incredible in and of itself as well. But, I mean, come on. They're still 28-3. to three. There's, you know, I mean, they're, you know, let's not lose sight of what Tom Brady did in these games. And as much as a Ravens fan as it pains me to say that, okay, but Tom Brady has won seven Super Bowls as a starting quarterback. Now, if you're asking, does Patrick Mahomes need to win seven to become the all-time great, I would say no, he doesn't. Um, but I certainly think he's got to win more than this. I, I would think, in my mind, for Mahomes to surpass Brady as the greatest quarterback to ever play this game, the threshold for me is five. What's interesting with your answer is you go straight to Brady. I'm thinking of other great quarterbacks like Joe Montana and Dan Marino mm-hmm. and Jim Kelly and Johnny Unitas. Yeah. And he, this guy's got an opportunity here to be right up there. He really does. And just he's there now. He's just not, you know, in my opinion, if I'm going to rank the five greatest quarterbacks to ever play this game, Brady's one. And right now, Mahomes is two. And if that's a little short-sighted on my part, I'm always going to have Johnny Unitas in my top five because I'm a Baltimore guy. Mm-hmm. And I always think that you have to put the, the the godfather of what the NFL is morphed into today on that list, considering what Unitas did for this game and the modern NFL offense. I mean, he was no slouch either. Let's not forget, no. you know, Drew Brees just 10 years ago broke his, his record of a touchdown pass in 47 straight games. So, Unitas wasn't a slouch, but Mahomes and Brady um, are the two best quarterbacks. They are the two best clutch quarterbacks I've ever seen play this game. I'd also put John Elway up there, you know, as far as what these guys can do and what these guys did. Elway was one of the best I ever saw bringing a football team back. But, yeah, Mahomes and uh, Brady, Brady Mahomes um, is is it for me. There's so many great quarter. I mean, I could just keep going. Roger Staubach and, you know, Steve Young and Troy Aikman, all these guys, Terry Bradshaw. Uh, he's, it's incredible. It reminds me of the 90s with the Chicago Bulls where Jordan would just win, beat everyone. You know, there's all these great teams in the 90s for basketball. Don't matter. Jordan beats them. That's all would happen after a while. It's why. Yeah. It's think if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you had to do with Brady for two decades and you're like, finally, he retired. Maybe we can win. Oh, no, there's another Tom Brady showing up. He's going to beat you every year in yeah. the playoffs. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild. You know, Patrick Mahomes says, you know, Lamar Jackson wins his second MVP and becomes the youngest player in NFL history to win two MVPs before, you know, at by the age of 26. And Patrick Mahomes says, hold my beer and oh, watch yeah. me go win a third Super Bowl MVP. So, you know, I mean, listen, guys like Patrick Mahomes are driven. Say what you want. And, and and you can think what you want, but those types of things drive guys like Mahomes and Brady and Jordan. And Jordan used to make stuff up to drive him. You know, I, I mean, it's you know, uh, you you've heard the stories. You watched the Last Dance. You saw some of the ridiculous lies that Jordan would tell himself to pump himself up for games. And players that he would tell these stories about would be like, no, man, I never, ever said that, you know. But Jordan would fabricate these things to drive himself. And 
you know, Mahomes looks around and he sees, he knew nobody thought this football. There were people that didn't even pick the Chiefs to make the playoffs this year. And once the Chiefs got to the got to the postseason, nobody picked them to win the Super Bowl. No. It was Buffalo or Baltimore. It was Baltimore or Buffalo. It was going to be one of those two teams. Nobody had Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey there. And San Francisco was favored in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Three straight yeah. weeks of this. Yeah. Oh, man. I. All right. Did you like the halftime show? Loved it. I loved, loved it, it, too. I loved it. I I felt like he got the memo, like, I'm going to entertain people. And, you know. Yeah. He had the Vegas feel to it. And I liked when he got on the roller skates. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. That, I, well, at first, before I saw the roller skates, I was like, man, he's put some new dance moves. and <laughs> Somebody else in the room goes, he's on roller skates, Alan. Relax. Um, you know, here's what I, here's what I thought about last night's Super Bowl, Mark. I really think that, you know, listen, when I was growing up watching the Super Bowl, Mark, there were, you know, there, there were four hour, five hour pregame shows. Those things happened when I was a kid. The Super Bowl was an extremely big deal. When it became beyond and out of this world was when, the corporate sponsors started taking over and you had like Pepsi step up with the halftime show. And then Michael Jackson performed at the Rose bowl with the Cowboys and the bills. And, and then the entertainment value of the super bowl really began to take off from that point. Listen, we have over the last 20 to 25 years seen this game blow up beyond its wildest expectations, you know, in these cities, they take over cities for two weeks I mean, it's incredible what the Super Bowl has become. But I will say this about Super Bowl 58. I believe that Super Bowl 58 had the perfect amount of entertainment and game all mixed into one. I really believe there wasn't anything bad about this Super Bowl from an entertainment aspect, from a game standpoint, and I enjoyed the commercials as well. Did you have a favorite commercial? Yeah, man, this is going to sound crazy, but I like two. I, I did. I love the YouTube commercial for the NFL Sunday ticket. Yeah. I thought that was just great, and I'm not sure how Arizona Cardinal fans feel today because they left that bird out. But um, <laughs> That's true. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I really like – I'm a big fan of Christopher Walken, and I really like that commercial. I like the Dunkin' Donuts one. Yeah, that was pretty good. Tom like Brady it. playing the keyboard. Yeah, that was good too. I, you bring up a point about the Super Bowl. I, and I, I hammer this all the time. I remember being a kid and baseball was the national pastime and it was like the most popular sport and, and football just took over. It just it like, and I'm thinking about last night. I think football got even more popular and bigger. And I think the Taylor Swift thing, now you have all these women who start watching because of Taylor Swift. It, it's like it just – it's going even further away from everyone else, and it's more popular. And, you know, I think about especially here in Florida, and I want to get your take, Alan, where, you know, we have so many transplants here. You and me are one of them. And I remember, like, all right, who's your baseball team? You know, people kind of give an answer. But you ask people, who are your football teams you root for? And there's real pride in – there's that glare in their eye. And they really tell you, and they puff out their chest – I think football is even more popular. That's what I wanted you to know when I thought about last I, night. I would agree with you on all of that. I would disagree with you slightly on though, because I don't know, maybe it's the area of the country I grew up in and everybody was always big Oriole fans. Yeah. There, and we were, and don't get me wrong, but I always, 
and maybe it was the household I was in, but football was always king. It was. It just was. You know, it, and and the Super Bowl was always a big deal. We always had Super Bowl parties. You know, my father even took me to two as a kid. And it's so awesome. it's, you know, it's it just to me, it football has always been the national pastime in my eyes. Now, I, I know they say it was baseball, but no, I mean, you could, could you end a season on a better note? I mean, you, you get an extra quarter of football to end the season, and it was incredible, absolutely incredible. Sad part is, you know what I'm going to say. we got to wait till Labor Day, buddy. It's, the problem. it's over. It's over. Now, get ready for WrestleMania and spring training baseball and NBA playoffs, and you, you know you have spring ball for high school football. Like, yeah, I know that's the sad well, part. Of I'm this. excited though. I, listen, I'm excited. Um, you know, listen, my Ravens made it all the way to the AFC Championship game, so I had an interest all the way up until two yeah. weeks ago. Um, and now spring training's ready to start. The Orioles are favored to win the American League East for the first time since Jesus was a baby. So I, I'm I'm excited. You know, I mean. I I I can you know I'll have a good time this summer, hopefully you watching will. baseball. You will, and I will say this to you, and I always appreciate coming on, man. Um, you need a quarterback. I know it's the most cliche thing you could say in sports, but you look at that Chiefs; they had a, a, an amazing defense, but on offense, you got to have the quarterback. I I don't care if you have the best wide receiver or the best running back in football; it doesn't matter anymore. You got to have the quarterback. I I know it's stupid to say out loud, but we saw it last night. He had no wide receivers, and he still won the Super Bowl. And I can't stop thinking about that. Who's the last meh quarterback to win a Super Bowl in your mind? To me, it's Joe Flacco. Um, but Flacco but, did. Know, 11, hey, hey, Flacco. 11, he was great. He made plays in the playoffs. It wasn't like he. It was Rex Grossman was I'm your quarterback. Talking about when you, when you think of great quarterbacks, Flacco doesn't is not top of mind. Um, it's rare you have the Flacco's and the Dilfer's funny how they both won them for the Ravens. Uh, or, 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 um, All right, I'll give it to you. Uh, I'll give you the answer. I'll give you the answer. Uh, Brad Johnson on the Buccaneers. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so you go back to that. You go back to Brad Johnson. You know, so you're right. You have got to have the signal caller. I mean, other than Mahomes and Brady, so you think about the quarterbacks that have won the Super Bowl in the 2000s, right? Mahomes, Brady, Manning, okay? Roethlisberger, uh, Flacco won. Um, I mean, you, you better have a quarterback. You're absolutely right. Purdy, Purdy was good. But you could see, I, 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 this is going to be studied for years. What if they didn't botch the Trey Lance pick? What if they got a real quarterback instead with this team? They, they got a real quarterback. I, I listen, Mark, but I, I, I'm going to, I, I, it's driving me nuts to hear people today talk about Brock Purdy this way because <laughs> Brock, if you go back and watch this football game, watch. The watch the secondary for the Kansas City Chiefs. Watch them lock down. You know, we the the NFL has become so offense centric centric that we forget that there are possibilities of great secondaries that can actually shut down an NFL passing attack. And that happened last night. People are going to blame Brock Purdy all day long. 
for the 49ers being three for 12 on third down. But the fact of the matter is George Kittle didn't do anything even yeah. before he got hurt. Samuel didn't do anything. Ayuk didn't do anything. And that's not because those guys aren't good, Mark. That's because of what that Kansas City secondary did in locking those guys down. Purdy, those guys were not open. Spagnolia had perfectly timed blitzes on him. And believe me, that kid throws a beautiful football. But he wasn't to be last night. And it's not because of Brock Purdy. Alan Slaughterzinski, Brevard Sports Network. My man, thank you so much for your help and have a great day. Appreciate you, buddy.